Hi, everybody. I am Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's a movie now called Novitiate, which is, well, it's about the church. It's about nuns who serve in the church. And my guest today, Melissa Leo, who I love dearly and is one of the best actors on the planet, is absolutely at her best in this movie. So go see it. Stop listening to us now. Just go out and see Novitiate and then come. No, (laughs) we'll stay for this. Anyway, great to see you, oh, Thank you so it much. Really thank you for is. that compliment, my well, come God. On, it's all true. Well, I do love what I do. I really love what I do. Like, I suspect you love what you do. I and do. That but, makes you better at it sometimes. But it's kind of great when you love what you do and other people do, too. <laughs> you know, I that's suppose a nice, there's, I That's suppose a there's nice that. thing. Yeah. You already have an Academy Award for The Fighter. Where does that sit? Well, when I was working down in New Orleans on Treme, I bought some old pieces of furniture, and one of them has these beautiful locking uh, cabinets uh, with glass all around. uh, um, And so I have a very nice cabinet that houses um, all those very special, my SAG award and my... Emmy and my beautiful golden. Oh, it's man. all in there to They're do all, this. So they can visit with one another and chat if they. But need you to. don't. Do you, do you just don't think about that when you're choosing a part to play, do you? It's oh, not no. in your. It's I, not, not in your even mind. and not even at this point. You know, I, I like that I have a place. I have them at home, so I can tell you about it. I sometimes come up my stairs and, and see the awards there and go, Oh right, oh me, oh that's right. But that's sort of in the past, and I'm here now talking with you, and uh, if. Novitiate helped make that happen, then that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell, talk a little bit about the Mother Superior that you're playing in this because she is just spectacular. I just think um, she scares a lot of people, mm-hmm. as she should. What is that line that she has about uh, God can't be here to run this convent? Mm-hmm. So he's going to talk through me now. I I'm think that to somebody outside the cloister, it sounds a little different, mm-hmm. and I think there's also the Catholic school reference that many Americans will have to, you know, they went to Catholic school and they experienced nuns or Jesuit priests in, within this. These are cloistered nuns. This is a different kind of, you really are in the convent. What Reverend Mother knows better than anyone is what a serious undertaking these girls are about to take on you don't want a bad nun in your convent right so you want to put them through a trial a little bit like Joan Potter did with our acting group when we went to SUNY Purchase Mm -hmm. she wanted the best of us to stay so if others dropped out along the way that's not did she encourage a few to drop out maybe even in a way (laughs) but I think that's kind of a gift one of the saddest things there is is someone who self-identifies as an actor and can't get work as an actor so, you know, I just keep on being very happy. I keep getting work. <laughs> well, you do. I turn around and there you are on Showtime and I'm dying up no. here. You're running that. You're running a club. Yeah, I love we can see you on the screen. And I mean, you, it's just. But why wouldn't you get work? There doesn't seem to be any reason for it. But I wonder what your process is when you're playing this character, this mother superior. What do you do to prepare to do it? Do you hang out with some other superiors? 
I, d I wasn't so lucky as to meet anybody so high up. No. <laughs> I did get to speak with, um, you know, just my own personal research that I did. Um, I, I got to speak with a couple of ex-nuns. Both of these women had happened to leave their convent life around the time of, of Vatican II. This is like 64? 63, 64, 64 in there, yeah. And uh, by both of their telling, not because of Vatican II, right? But, but just their own lives and, and truth with themselves and, and another life they were meant to lead and have mm -hmm. been leading now. Um, so I did speak with them and learned some of the... It was so interesting, too, because for both of these women, it was kind of a memory from their past. It wasn't a present. Uh, and... Uh, so I learned some things about uh, one of the things I, I sometimes I worry in the film you see her hands too much mm -hmm. because your hands are to be covered primarily as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, little ways of uh, the way the wimple was attached back then um, was with these straight pins, not stuck into the head, don't, but pinned so tightly at the tops of their heads by these straight pins that the women, after years of doing it, would have these divots uh, forever in their scalps. Um, so I found a way to, to fashion this cloth and pin it in that, would, that helped me feel more comfortable and um, familiar with, with the habit. After all, it's a habit. You want it to be habitual. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely After do. After forty want that. years, anyway. <laughs> do that. But yeah, so you you get into it. Nuns aren't basically wearing this kind of thing anymore. Uh, they Thanks can to, they to can, a degree, but, but they tend after Vatican to not. II, yeah. there's basically you are part of the community to. that you're part of, and your character doesn't like that. She's not interested in freedom. Mm -hmm. She's quite happy in her marriage to God and Jesus, <laughs> and and is stunned mm -hmm. that this decision would be made basically nullifying her entire existence that she has lived without question uh, and happily too, mm -hmm. uh, contentedly. You don't see Reverend Mother in the film prior to getting these papers from Vatican II, mm -hmm. but I believe she was very much at peace um, and this is what undoes her, is this um, information that the men have decided that you are not his wife. Those men have decided it. Yeah, they have done it. Men are but learning. Meaning, Slowly, men are learning. It's though. really slow, though. It's, <laughs> you know, we know that it's slow. But you don't play her or see her, even though a lot of the nuns that are under her tutelage and guidance look at her sometimes as a tremendous villain. Mm. But way you play her, I basically feel for her. Oh, thank you. <laughs> through all of that. Thank you. And that's another way to approach a role where you could have played her as just this tyrant mm. with nothing else in her. And yet her life's been devoted to this. Yeah. And, and that, that is perhaps the most important thing to me. It means so much to me that you see that in her, her vulnerability, her true commitment. The anger, the upset, the confusion that she's in is, um, by my read, yeah, very much precipitated by these changes, unasked for, unexpected changes. Mm -hmm. What I love about you, Melissa, is that you're a total rebel. You, you know, oh. you, well, you do. You go your own way. And, you, and when you won your Oscar for The Fighter, I remember there was big controversy because you had helped it along by buying an oh, ad gosh, or two. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. they were saying, you can't do that. Yeah. There were certain rules that had to, and you broke them. 
Well, I did it because I keep getting richer, but I can't get my picture. <laughs> um, and that's true. I was trying to get a cover of a magazine. Mm -hmm. And I had a publicist working for me to that end. But I was too old, mm -hmm. not known, well known enough. Well, and I thought, well, how is one going to win an Oscar without a beautiful picture like that on those mm -hmm. glossy pages? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I was rule-breaking. I don't know that much about the Oscars and the history and the blah, 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 and the one thing and another. If I knew more, if I was not so naive, I probably would not have done it. So you can say rebel, and I think naive. <laughs> <laughs> rebel naive. I look at it as, you won. Well, that then happened <laughs> and, in the end, too, so and that has less to, to do, do with me, me and more to do with, with everything. those peers Others. that said, yeah. hey, hey, little lady, you're one of us. And that was phenomenal. I don't think you've ever played a role where you've approached it and said, or it doesn't come off that way on screen, that I'm not going to go there. It always seems that you'll go there. Where does that come from? Who are you, Melissa Leo? Where, <laughs> what formed you in this world to be the person you are and the actress you are? I am my mother's daughter. Really? Um, she would not allow a vanity from me in the house. And I think that female actors are brought up in the industry with how they look being the primary thing. Mm -hmm. That's not why I approached acting. I was never the prettiest girl in the room. Um, I approached it because of the thing you're admiring, because Melissa could hide within these characters. It was a protective coding to pretend mm -hmm. to be somebody else. It's not bravery, it's abject fear. <laughs> I was just thinking you could have wasted all that time in therapy yeah. instead of doing this so that we all get to see it. I had a therapist yeah. in college really? say that to me. Yeah. Melissa, go work it out in your work. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't do any. Just go out and, and act. Just do whatever it is that you're doing. All the performances that I've seen you in um, always looks like, yes, you're a part of a community of actors doing it, but that what you're doing is emanating from you in some really important way. And to keep that, that's what I'm aiming at, is there's, that's a fight, isn't it? Well, yeah, it, it can be quite a struggle. That is very, very true. My job is, as Oleg Tab Tabakov taught me, there is the actor and the character, and my job is to make them one. That's all m my job is. And then to try within that to navigate the script and the filming, in, and be in the filmmaker's film. That's what my job is. And I, um, because I'm my mother's daughter, I just won't let it go at, oh, she's the bad guy. Mm -hmm. She's the, she's somebody's partner. She's somebody's mother. Who is she? Mm -hmm. Where was she born? How did she grow up? How long has she been here? And that's my job as an actor. That's the actor's work to do um, and, and that's a part of it that's always come very easily and naturally to me. It's not like I invent histories for them and write journals Back for stories. the character. It just feels like that's what, you know, the costume informs me, the words she speaks inform me and I, I go with it. I, I don't fight it.
if somebody is watching this and they're listening to you as I am and, and saying because they don't go to many movies, I like her mm. and I'd like to see more of what she did, what would be the three or four things that you've done on screen that you can that you learn the most from. Not that you think it's the best thing that you ever did, but that that those movies, when you look at them, you think, I, there was something here that helped me grow and take me to the next level. Three things. The Three Burials of Melchiatis Estrada, directed by Tommy the Lee. amazing <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones, one of the best directors I have ever worked under. Because he didn't over-talk it. He did not over-talk mm-hmm. it. He was not nice when he talked, Mm -hmm. but what he said, he meant, and it mattered. Mm -hmm. All the respect in the world to Mr. Jones. Francine, I mentioned, because it's a tiny little movie that very few people saw Mm -hmm. that was incredibly difficult to shoot. It was uh, shot by a couple that had done documentaries. They sort of kept on treating me like a subject. I was (laughs) like, I'm not her. I'm playing her. (laughs) Very hard to shoot beautiful little film Francine Mm -hmm. and then because she is one of the biggest reaches I've ever made but such a joy to play and we are going back for a second season I'm dying up here on Showtime where you're just running that club I love running that club club. (laughs) (laughs) it's just so 70s and everybody wanting to be with Johnny Carson and uh, I don't even mind the Goldie's misunderstood because that's such a part of her yeah. I'm surprised you didn't mention Frozen River in one of those. Because well, I got such a well, lot of recognition with Frozen River. River. Yeah. It does come up. But the mm-hmm. Frozen River does. And all the women, all the women I've ever played have changed me. Ray Eddy I got to play for such a long time because Ray Eddy and Frozen River would made a short. Mm-hmm. And it was almost five years later that she got the money to make the feature. So I had lived with Misty Upham and Courtney and Ray Eddy, the character. I had lived with it for so long. By the time we did the feature, she too was a, um, she's a wonderful memory for me. And 21 Grams, and well, I could just go on and keep mentioning that, but you people well, 21 out there, Grams, you I can do tell it. you why that worked what? too. 21 Grams works because uh, Gamma uh, wrote, Gamma Ariaga wrote that script in what he calls an emotional continuity. So mm-hmm. it's more like a poem than a story. But Marianne, the character I played, you see in perfect sequential order through the script. So it, she's the grounding member of that ensemble for mm-hmm. the audience. And that was a spectacular role for me to play. Did you ever get an acting lesson when you were at SUNY Purchase that you have, that you have taken with you to this day? Oh, I, 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 yes, and yes, and definitely yes. There's a, we were taught Kristen Linkletter voice work mm-hmm. from her amazing book, Freeing the Natural Voice. That is work I still use today, um, both to free my natural voice and also to ha- help emotion rise, to free the channels mm-hmm. um, uh, that Kristen Linkletter worked. Joan Potter, our acting mentor, we teased her relentlessly, not understanding what a spectacular actor she had been before she became an acting teacher. Um, and uh, the discipline I carry with me and that makes me an overly serious actor that can get me in trouble but also get nice compliments <laughs> from people like you. Um, you that's all Joan Potter. Are you staying in character on that set? Do you I don't mean to, to, but I do like to, the way I describe it is, of course I keep her close. 
why would I drop her over there and have a funny conversation with you about what I drank last night? Mm -hmm. And then go, oh, time to shoot. Okay, we got well, I'll be right with you. I have to get her back. Where was she? Who am I? What am I? So I, she, the character stays, I don't mean it to, but I find she stays very close mm -hmm. to me while I work. And there's a bittersweet moving away from her after it's over. As the mother superior novitiate, you have many moments where you make the sisters, the postulants especially, uh, say uh, a catalog of their faults. They have to say, these are the things that are wrong with me. Do you have any of those? Faults? Faults. Oh, good God, yes. What's the worst, too? Um, well, it's, it's like anything. It's two sides of a penny, right? I, mm -hmm. I have very little filter. So yeah. that's great for my acting, and it's great for truth-telling, but mm -hmm. not everybody wants to hear the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and I am... Um, I think really we do in the end, you know, even if it's I hard. I know mm -hmm. everybody wants it. The mm -hmm. truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that's from, but I mm -hmm. know that's true. Um, I really, really know that's true. So there's that and uh, faults, too. I think I am really very for all that my mother gave me in terms of being a female on the planet and sure of myself and I can do anything. Uh, my brother and I both agree we're not terribly well socialized. We've had to learn to be polite in ways that many others we find are brought up with. Mm -hmm. And I have an intolerance about politeness when it's simply politeness. But there is a, a human decency, a, nice a, gra a graciousness. <laughs> right. yeah. Um, that is that's that's not a bad thing to have in your toolbox. No, they don't I, I have to work to have to have that. They don't seem like really faults. They there's a sense of of what you're doing is <laughs> is being honest about who you are. And uh, if they can't take it, then get out of the kitchen. Well, you know? but then they come up to me when you ask the question. They come up as faults because I do know they are the things that get me in trouble. trouble. Mm -hmm. And I think he'll always get in trouble, Marissa. I hope so. And I think that's <laughs> true. All right. Well, this show always ends in song. Oh. <clears throat> she pretends she doesn't remember. <clears throat> Come on. You're freeing everything. <laughs> Come to that place okay. where it just comes All out right. in a few you. things, whatever is in your head. I don't know what Mother Superior was uh, listening to or singing, but I'm guessing there wasn't much. I don't think she was much of a songster. No. <laughs> no, no. no. But you, you have something in there. I know it. Well, so you want me to sing the song? I want it. Of course. Okay. You know. All right. Here mm -hmm. we go. Here we go. I'm fixing a hole where the rain gets in and keeps my mind from wondering where it will go. Silly people running around wonder why they can't get in my door. Whoa. Beatles. Beatles. Beatles from Melissa. Melissa, you're a joy always. Thank you. Always. That was, why can't this just go on? <laughs> I, can't. I haven't even so begun. Much. I haven't even begun.